At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, let me tell you about a home title lock. What's the worst type of cybercrime? Well, uh, the crime that happens to you is usually the worst one. Uh, but how about the one that you don't even know is happening to you? Uh, the thing about uh, cybercrime right now and what's going on with home title fraud is they're just taking these documents from you. And when they take them, they can sign up for all sorts of loans against your equity. Uh, and then the cyber criminals gone and leave you behind to deal with all the nonsense afterward. Uh, thousands and thousands of dollars, legal fees, trying to unwind things with the government. You know how tough that can be. Uh, no agency is going to notify you or ask you if you sold your home or added someone to the title. You won't have a clue until the collection calls start coming in. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and read the testimonials there. Learn about all of this. Register your address. See if you're already a victim. And when you register to protect your home, there'll be a little space for you to tell them that Stu sent you. That way you get 30 risk-free days of protection. So make sure you do that. HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. If our society cannot govern itself, then it's going to require an authoritarian government to do it for us. That is part of the strategy of top-down, bottom-up, and inside-out that I've talked to you about for 20 years now. Are we seeing it now in action? Because last week I felt another season change. I've I felt another milestone hit uh, that is not necessarily a good one. And I look at today's news and it is still more of the same, where you have a 12-time shoplifter in New York being let go. And while she's, uh, while she's on parole, I guess, she's, she shoplifts 19 other times and still let out. Uh, city mayor in Kalamazoo, Michigan, as they've just decided, you know what, you can urinate and defecate in public uh, because, you know, that's uh, that's important to make these equitable changes. Really? And last week it was the four-year-old that was shooting at the cops. I don't know if you saw that. I wanted to get Jason Whitlock on uh, from... Uh, uh, from the Blaze uh, TV and the uh, 
podcast fearless. He is remarkable and always has a great take on things like this. I, I want to know the attacks on the police officers, the the civil unrest that we have, and I don't mean organized civil unrest, uh, and 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 the loss of self control. Is this something that is the chaotic result of intentionally designed and carefully taught systems from these Marxists? We go there in just a second. Stand by. Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, and the possibility of the most, uh, possibly the most uh, powerful banker in the world, just said. Things can get much worse. We are facing very serious problems. You know, it's important to know that he's the only major bank chief to survive the 2008 financial crisis. So maybe he knows a little about what he's talking about. He continued to say, when I said there were dark clouds on the horizon, I think people underestimated my warning. They thought these economic problems were temporary. And this is not the case. May I suggest you're proactive before everything hits the fan and put a portion of what you have saved in gold or silver? Uh, Goldline is having an, an unthinkable special right now with every box of 500 of their new silver one ounce Benjamin Franklin rounds. You'll receive the quarter ounce gold version of the same product for free. There's no way Goldline should be giving this away, but they are very excited about the new Benjamin Franklin rounds. They are really, really a great product. They're willing to do it for you at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or go to goldline.com. Find out how they can help you. Jason Whitlock, host of Fearless. How are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. How are you? Well, I'm good. I, you know, I saw two videos last week. Um, I saw these uh, children punching a cop, hitting a cop. I mean, little kids. I'm sure you saw this too. Oh yeah. And then the four-year-old, then the four-year-old picking up a gun and shooting at the cops. And I thought, is this? Uh, are we at a new level now? What is happening to us, Jason? You know, I, I talked about this last week. And, and it's like we're living in a real-life version of the novel Lord of the Flies. And young people are, you know, they crash an airplane and they, a bunch of kids survive on this island. And they descend into total chaos and brutality and depravity because there's no adult supervision, because there's no faith in God. And... That's what's happening with young people. There is no adult supervision, and so they're descending further and further into depravity and chaos and foolishness. And and when you look at America, you know, you were asking, is this organized? And, yeah, I think all of this is organized. The people trying to undermine America have uh, promoted the environment, the disrespect for authority, uh, the disrespect for the country, the disrespect for law enforcement. And once you've imposed that mentality on the culture, this is the kind of chaos and depravity that's going to just become more and more pervasive. So how do we get out of that? Is anybody, 
Is anybody um, seeing anything good happen in the black community towards police officers, for instance? Well, as it relates specifically to the black community, I think it's 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 what the entire American community is going to require, and that's a spiritual reawakening. It's the only hope. Yeah. As this culture has become more and more secular and more and more godless, it's it's just going to become more and more depraved. And, and again, you talk about it constantly, but all of this is rooted in the destruction of the family culture. And and so when you tear apart families, this is what happens. And so is the problem most acute with African Americans? Yes, because of the destruction of the black family, uh, the 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 terror, the the impact of that has been most harshly felt on black people. But it's happening in all parts of American society because e- even where there are two parents, we're still not talking about a traditional family structure. We're still not talking about a, a true commitment to developing and nurturing young people. Uh, you know, we we deal with our young people after we deal with our jobs, after we deal with making as much money as we possibly can and have secured our second, third car, our second home. We, we just don't have a, America. doesn't have the commitment to young people and children that we used to have, and so we shouldn't be surprised that these kids are turning on us and turning on the culture and the the society we've left them with. Jeez. All right. What's the big topic for you today on your show? Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray and the contracts being given out in the NFL and how, you know, I'm less excited for the NFL than I have been at any time uh, in my life. But but the the topic tomorrow that I'm going to get into that I would your audience would maybe really really interested in is I watched a sermon from a, a minister called Bishop E W Jackson, uh, and he, I think he gave it two weeks ago. I watched it yesterday. It is one of the greatest sermons, if not the greatest sermon I've I've ever watched, and it made me realize what what the problem is with this whole January 6th thing and why it doesn't sit right with me and and who's really to blame and again he what's, he's, it wasn't his what, argument what's the gist of it well the gist of it is like as christians as believers we're sitting on the sidelines in this cultural war and and we have to get involved this whole separation of church and state is being misused, and if we don't return to a John the Baptist mentality uh, and impose our will on this culture, uh, you know, let's don't sit around and complain about the culture. And so for, for me, this wasn't his argument, but for me, my takeaway was I'd look at what happened on January 6th, and, and I blame the media, and I blame the left, and I blame all the lies that were told, but I also blame us as Christians. Because we, we need, rather than, and again, this isn't an anti-Trump statement, but it's just a fact. Rather than flying the Trump flag, we need to be flying a Jesus flag, a religious flag, a faith flag, and demanding that our politicians build a culture that is respectful of the Judeo-Christian culture that this country was founded upon. 
we we deserve that. We're owed that. That's the reparations we're owed. Our founding fathers built a Judeo-Christian culture and and founding documents based on that. And we're watching politicians and elitists betray all that, destroy all that. And we haven't mustered the strength as believers to to take our butts to Washington instead of letting the leftist crazies and lunatics define all the protests and and instead of letting political people, and again, I have no problem with the MAGA crowd, but if that had been a group of Christians out there praying and and asking for uh, America to restore some integrity and facts and truth to this society, a group of Christians would have never been baited into entering the Capitol. We, we, we never would have let Ray Epps and the other uh, influencers bait us into the lunacy that they're now using against us. Uh, and so we got to put away these political identities and embrace the true identity of this country and the only identity that, that can really save this country, and that's faith in God. I will tell you that uh, on this faith in God, this is how far away we are. Did you know that uh, we are now sending money overseas through Blinken, um, through the Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights and Labor Grant Program, and it is promoting atheism and humanism? Uh, I, I did know that. Doesn't surprise me. And again... If we don't gather up as believers and say, we know what you're doing, and make them talk about what they're actually doing, we got to draw a line in the sand, Glenn. We just haven't done it. And enough is enough. The, the, the drag queens at schools grooming and trying to bait our children into a lifestyle that is unhealthy and doesn't lead to reproduction. We got to stop this. We, we, if we can't draw a line in the sand over what they're doing to our kids, then we're cowards and we deserve the destruction that's coming to this country. Thank you so much. I really, uh, really enjoy talking to you. Thank you, Glenn. Love you too. You bet. Love you. Uh, Jason Whitlock, the uh, Blaze TV host of Fearless. American Financing, Let's NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. Financially speaking, the best thing you could possibly be doing right now is putting yourself and your family in a better financial situation where possible. I mean, dig into your expenses and your savings, your investments, and figure out what's there and what's not, and then find ways to make it even better. If you have a lot of credit card debt or high expenses, deal with it now if you can. You should let the experts uh, over at American Financing um, help you. For for uh, my money, American Financing, over the 20 years, American Financing uh, has dealt straight with me, with all of my friends. Uh, and they don't call and say, yeah, I work with Glenn Beck or I'm a friend of Glenn Beck's. They just go and they get the regular treatment. Uh, and every single one of them said that was just the best mortgage experience I've ever had. No pressure, no obligation. Uh, just learn more on how they can help you uh, get your high interest credit card loans down. 
because that is going to go up, I think, later this week again. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, the Glenn Beck program. You know, we're sitting here, um, we're looking at our society just crumble. And I've noticed that when I read uh, a story about guns, if I, for instance, at least 61 people have been shot, three fatally in shootings all across Chicago over the weekend. 61 people were shot. Um, it doesn't talk about capturing or getting any of these guys. Just what happens to, you know, what's the aftermath? When I'm reading uh, stories about guns and they capture people, I never hear if that gun is legal or illegal. But have you noticed recently that when somebody shoots somebody and stops them, it will say a legally purchased gun, or he had the permit to carry the weapon. But when they catch somebody doing bad things, they never say that. Why is that? Is that, is that possibly because, uh, you know, uh, it would hurt our case? Because then it's about illegal weapons. It's not about somebody going into, you know, the gun store and buying a weapon. Well, the DOJ did a study of state and federal prisoners and asked all of them that were um, that were convicted on some sort of gun charge, violent crime, where they got their gun. And the finding of that study was 1.3% of them got it through a retail purchase. So... When you're talking about restricting guns through retail purchases, which is almost every single you know bill that we're talking about is is addressing those those issues, uh, you kind of have an issue there because it doesn't do much at all to restrict crime. Most of no. these weapons are taken illegally, um, whether they're stolen or purchased by someone else legally and then sold or given uh, to criminals. Many of them were found at other crime scenes. So like there's a some sort of shootout or whatever, or a robbery and they are stealing them from other crime scenes. Uh, only 1.3% are people walking into the counter and going through the process, which obviously makes sense, right? And when you're a party that is advocating openly to allow pretty much anybody who wants to come over the border to come over it, how can you even complain about these things? If Even if you were to be able to lock down every single purchase in the United States of a weapon, you're opening the border so that anyone can come across. And believe me, if you restrict gun sales here, that incentive will be created even stronger for guns to come across the border from Mexico and Central America. So these, these arguments make no sense. I think I think they know that. But they continue to make them anyway because they know enough of their voters will buy them. But they're not they're not they're not coherent arguments. So Gavin Newsom Friday signed a bill that allows private citizens to sue people who manufacture, sell, transport or distribute illegal assault weapons and ghost guns. 
So now that's that's the exact quote from the bill. And I'm I'm a little confused. Is it somebody who manufactures a ghost gun or an illegal assault weapon? Or is it just somebody who's making AR-15s, you know, and selling them in stores? And then somebody went and bought one. And that person used it illegally and killed a bunch of people. Do we sell the gun manufacturer? Do we sue the gun manufacturer? Or is it just for somebody who's making illegal assault weapons and ghost guns? Yeah, I I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I do know that ghost guns were illegal in Japan and still somehow someone was able to make one and shoot Shinzo Abe. Uh, so we know that these laws are not, I mean, there's lots of reasons why these laws don't make any sense. Of course, by the way, that, that study from the DOJ did not show a lot of ghost guns being the reason people aren't taking kits home and building their guns as drug criminals. Typically that's not the way, uh, that that works at all. Uh, but that is, of course, they keep claiming this is some sort of big issue. And, and I'll say this, Glenn, we, we've talked about this when it comes to the, this structure of law. I don't like it. I don't think it, it's a good way for our system to operate where you're empowering people to just sue each other on suspicion of crimes. We said the same thing when it came to the abortion law. You know, we said that the abortion law here in Texas, I really like the outcome of making abortion more difficult for people to obtain. I'm super pro-life, but it, the Mississippi case was really the better way to go about this. I think the structure of, of the law, if we go to a place where states are constantly incentivizing people to sue everybody else on the basis of political disagreements. I mean, there's no reason that why, why couldn't California do this with SUVs? You know, why couldn't they do it with a hundred other things? It's just a bad, yeah, it's a bad structure for a law. And as much as I like the outcome of it in Texas, I am much more comfortable with the way that the pro-life agenda has advanced through uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade than I am with the structure. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. We both talked about this when we like it in theory. Yeah. I like the outcome. I, I know, like the like result. It, we like, yeah. We I, like I the like outcome. The process, we like, though. we like the, the, the idea of standing up. Uh, but the, but the law was a, a mess and a mistake. Um, anyway, uh, you know, you're talking about um, in Japan, the knives. Uh, how about Lee Zeldin? Lee Zeldin running for uh, office in New York. He's given a speech and somebody charges the stage and has a knife and says, you're done. New York, are you going to ban all knives? The answer is no, because that guy didn't even go to jail. He tried to knife and kill a candidate for governor and he didn't even go to jail. Mm. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, Cynthia wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, last night I was able to sleep through the night without waking up from pain or cramping from my right hip and leg. It's almost the end of the second week of taking Relief Factor. And it's the first time I felt genuinely hopeful that my life can go back to normal. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Cynthia, I am so glad. I hope it continues to uh, to get better and you get out of uh, pain entirely. Love to hear back from you after a few more weeks. But I'm glad you got your life back. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. 
It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and four key ingredients work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. The three-week quick start is available now for $19.95. Try it for three weeks. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more because they feel like Cynthia. I'm getting my life back. I'm one of them. ReliefFactor.com or 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn has a special going on right now. 20 bucks off your subscription if you use the promo code UNSAFE. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, The uh, Washington Post uh, had asked, have civilians with permitted concealed handguns stopped mass shootings before? Um, And some people went to work uh, on this and came up with uh, this answer from CrimeResearch.org. I find it fascinating. Uh, Let me just give you the cases. Greenwood, Indiana, July 17th, 2022. The attacker was heavily armed, had already murdered three people and wounded three others when a 22-year-old man legally carrying a gun fatally shot him. About 20 shots were fired. It seems extremely likely that more would have been murdered. Three people are dead, three more injured after the shooting. Uh, the shooting suspect, who believe police act, b- police believe acted alone, was killed by an armed citizen at the mall. Then you go to West Virginia, May 25th. Here, a man with an extensive cr- criminal history, starting an AR-15 style firearm, put it pointing it right into a crowd and then firing. Fortunately, a woman who was legally carrying a gun was there to stop the attack. Police said a woman who was lawfully carrying a pistol shot and killed the man uh, who began shooting at a crowd of people on Wednesday night in Charleston. Uh, Dennis Butler was killed after allegedly shooting at dozens of people in attending a graduation party uh, the Wednesday near Vista View apartment complex. Um, instead of running from the threat, the sheriff said she engaged the threat and saved several lives that night. Uh, by the way, the guy who died had an extensive criminal history. Uh, South Fulton, Georgia. This is May 3rd, 2022. A teenager started firing uh, his gun at multiple people. A large number of people present at the park because of an anti-violence riot. Um, the I love that. Because of an anti-violence riot. South Fulton, Georgia. Meadows said the man involved in the shootout with Hambrick have been cooperative and will likely not be charged since the teenager fired the first shot. Uh, Phoenix uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, April 13th, 2022. Two suspects went into a truck shop over a dispute from earlier in the day. One got uh, got out with his vehicle and began to shoot at four people standing outside the business. One of the intended victims was a concealed handgun permit Uh, holder and had his firearm and returned fire striking both suspects the business owner paul thrasher said if it if they hadn't returned the fire he would have advanced on us and he would have killed all of us thank god someone was here 
Portland, Oregon, homeowner allegedly confronted participants at a racial justice demonstration Saturday night before pulling out a handgun and shooting multiple people in the crowd, leaving one woman dead and several others injured. The shooting, however, ended when a person in the group, uh, which had a license to conceal carry a firearm, fired back, striking the homeowner in the hip. I could go on and on and on. With these stories, those are just the stories that happened in the last year. Yeah, and it's been interesting to see the the uh, the response from the left. Instead of, of course, celebrating the fact that a bunch of people were saved, they instead are calling it vigilante action. Um, I love this from Shannon Watts. She's the founder of Moms Demand Action, which is a you know, radical anti-gun group. And she says, when a 22-year-old illegally brings a loaded gun into a mall and kills a mass shooter armed with an AR-15 after he already killed three people and wounded others, it's not a ringing endorsement of our implementation of the Second Amendment. Uh, first of all, it was not an illegal gun. In fact, uh, all of the, the, the recent laws passed in Indiana uh, actually made the fact made it possible for him to do this. Like the loosening of laws recently made it uh, appropriate and legal for him to be carrying the gun in that situation, which wound up saving all those lives. So for everyone who said that they were going to these loosening, the laws were going to make these situations worse. The opposite is true in this case. And as David Harsani, our friend uh, mentioned when this was going on, you don't need to implement the second amendment. It's in the constitution. There's no implementation of it. It's a right that comes from God through our government, which is supposedly defended by our government as one of its highest priorities. This is not something you need to implement. This is something that is already here. It has been here since the Second Amendment went through. And despite everybody on the left and their crazy, you know, anti-gun agenda, that's not going to change. You don't get to implement it. It's here already. You know, but the facts don't ever seem to matter to people. Have you noticed that? The facts don't matter to the left. Look at the crime on our streets. Look at what's happening in our cities. Look what's happening in our schools. And yet, for some reason, the left just isn't ever held accountable for it. You know, the the, uh, Democratic members in Congress are saying this week that if the Fed... Jerome Powell, if he raises the interest rate this week, he's already responsible for inflation, but he's going to be responsible for the recession. Wait, I thought Putin was responsible for the inflation. It's their spending. He printed it at their request. It's not like he's printing. I'm not saying he's a great guy and the Fed's great. I can't believe I'm defending the Fed in this particular case, but He didn't print it up and go, hey, little girl, I've got some money for you. Congress is spending all the money. And he's like, there's nobody buying anything. They're not buying our treasury bills anymore. Yeah, well, just print it. Okay. It doesn't ever seem to matter what the facts are. For instance, back to crime. George Soros has sunk millions of dollars over the past several years into boosting candidates that have you know, uh, ended cash bail, barring prosecution of minors as adults, declining to bring cases up against a a host of less serious but frequently uh, disruptive violations of the law. They have trashed our cities. 
For instance, $1.6 million to elect the district attorney in Philadelphia. The city's on fire. Uh, in his first term, murders climbed to a historic level. It broke then its all-time murder record in 2021. Shootings in Philadelphia spiked to their highest levels ever recorded last year, uh, and scrutiny of the uptick in crime occurred on his watch. But he was reelected. Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon, $4.7 million through a George uh, Soros-funded political action committee. Soros invested a more modest amount, $300,000, through a political action committee in the 2016 race that made Kim Fox the district attorney in Chicago. She was one of the first progressive prosecutors that Soros supported in what would become a nationwide movement. By 2020, Soros had invested $2 million in a campaign that boosted Fox. He put his money into the political action committee that boosted former San Francisco district attorney uh, Chasid Boudin. Boudin's removal from office was the first time it seems anybody is actually doing anything about these. Look at our society. Look at our society. What has caused this? Well, uh, let's see. The DA's. That are running things that won't prosecute uh, the the Black Lives Matter movement that made every cop into a bad guy. And George Soros. Nobody can even diagnose this in the press. Well, it's because if, if Donald Trump were in office right now and the economy was like this, they would say it's Donald Trump's economy. People are just so desperate because of gas prices and everything. That's exactly what they would be saying. Instead, we have last week's labor numbers that came out. And as you go in and crunch the, uh, the fine details, we didn't add jobs. Not More Americans are not working in this last job report, even though they created, what, 310 jobs, 310,000 jobs? Um, no. What happened is people who already have a job went out and took a second job. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. And nobody will tell you the truth because it's all everything is about politics now. Everything from Nike shoes to to sports to theater to Books to social media, everything in your life is about politics. Yeah, and we and have that's the biggest problem. You mentioned this earlier, Glenn, the the language from the White House explaining to you that this is not a recession. I mean, yeah, we might have a second quarter of downturn in the GDP, but that's not a recession. What you've heard about that is not true. This is what they said. What is a recession? While some maintain some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession. That is neither the official definition or the way that economists uh, evaluate the state of the business cycle. It is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if it is followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Now, of course, it has, it is, and always has been shorthand for what economic shorthand, like it's two recession, two quarters in a row 
down in GDP has always been the shorthand. There is an official designation uh, from the government in retrospect. They look back and they say, okay, this was a recession. This wasn't. This is when it started. But like, it's how every financial publication has talked about a recession for as long as I can remember doing this. It's always been two negative quarters in a row, always been the same. And now they're trying to fight back to, to redefine that term. It's no longer the way that I mean, they certainly love that that definition when George uh, W. Bush was president. They certainly loved it when George H. W. Bush was president. I mean, they got that guy out of office coming out of a 90 percent approval rating or 80 percent approval rating just a few months earlier because of this definition. They said they were in a recession. Now, of course, the recession ended almost immediately, even before Bill Clinton took office. But they didn't they didn't care about that. They used it against him to defeat him in that in that particular election. And it happened throughout George W. Bush's presidency as well. So you know, this is something that's happened over and over again. They just don't care. They just assume you won't know. They assume you won't look. And at least enough of you won't know or look. And they can get away with it. But, um, you know, I, it, w- it would be nice if there was a media that would call them out on this stuff. That just, you know, unfortunately only exists at places like The Blaze. And, uh, you know, there's not enough of this out there to to turn the tide at this point. But we're getting there. Uh, by the way, blazetv.com slash Glenn is where you can subscribe. Uh, 20 bucks off your subscription if you use the code unsafe. My pillow, you probably I've probably mentioned it once or twice that I love my pillow from my pillow and Mike Lindell. Uh, my pillow is having their biggest sale of bed sheets ever. The sale is for their Percal sheets, which I don't know. Can, Stu, would you look it up? What is Percal? P-E-R-C-A-L-E. Percal. It's per, Percal, I think. Percal. Uh, yeah. Maybe Percal. Sarah, um, Sarah seems available. to know. Sarah, can you tell us what it is? Percal, like per calorie. Oh. Percal. I have... I had it right. Anyway, um, the queen size regular price is eighty nine ninety eight. Now only thirty nine ninety eight when you use the promo code Beck. There's a limited supply, so order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percal sheets are breathable, have cool and crisp feel, perfect for summer nights. What are they, Stu? I think I remember. I think I asked Pat this. He said something about at least two hundred thread count or something like that. Yeah, Percal has a thread count of about 200 or higher, noticeably tighter than the standard type of weave used for bed sheets. I'm learning things yeah. today. It, anyway, well, that's what I'm here for. A 10-year warranty. You'll never use that piece of information. 10-year <laughs> warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. You don't want to miss out on this. Right now, go to MyPillow.com. You'll find a radio listener special square. You just click on that. And then use the promo code BECK, and you'll get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. It's 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BECK. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. So we're getting uh, we're getting a new uh, pronunciation for it's percale, which is what I was saying. I was right. No, it's, I don't think that so is it's what percale. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I don't. 
Well, you're in the Radio Hall of Fame. How can we possibly question you and your pronunciation? Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Cut with a spoon style forks. Thank you. (laughs) It is my my, uh, pronunciations, you know, (laughs) that make me so special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Do you hear last week, late last week, uh, the entire police force in a small town in uh, North Carolina resigned? And they resigned because apparently this new uh, progressive town manager is, you know, super, super progressive. And, um, and well, I mean, let's just say she had uh, positions in local governments in, in Minnesota, Virginia, uh, and South Carolina. Uh, the Minnesota, Minnesota thing just kind of sets you on the wrong path, I think. Anyway, um, so everybody on the police force walked out. And uh, the sheriff from another county is just covering things now for him. They must not have a lot of crime because uh, nobody seems to be freaking out about it. I, I was up here talking to the sheriff uh, over the weekend. He said, I can't find people to be sheriff. I can't find deputies. Nobody wants to be a cop. I'm like, you give me a gun. I, I'll clean this town up. He's like, Glenn, we don't. Nobody wants really you have to be crime. a cop. <laughs> no problem with that one. It's true, though. Why would you want yeah. to be? I mean, I you know I have a friend of mine who who was a police officer and quit for this reason. He's just like I can't I can't do I can't do anything. I'm here to I want I took this job to try to protect people and make the community safer, and I'm not allowed to do anything that will actually result in that happening. So I'm done. And we know what happens in wars when we all go all politically correct and have all these rules of engagement. That's what our cops are doing, and we're losing the war on the streets. Oh my gosh, because of weapons of war. War, 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 war.